Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. All right, welcome to another, uh, I call these debriefs. <laughs> Debrief. Debriefs. That's kind of... Uh, got a special guest today, Heather. Join me again. We did the Way of the Seal series, and now we're just doing some standard podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started doing hey, these, I started doing these debriefs um, a, while, a while back, and I really enjoy them. So it came from trying to be uh to not just mindlessly look at social media mm-hmm. like i try to get something out of it so i you know i like set a time like in the evenings right i'll set a timer for like 30 minutes you know and i'm like shit i'm just gonna sit here and look at instagram or whatever so i will set a timer and then like as i'm looking at it i will try to get something out of it mm-hmm. and so that sounds stupid. That's smart. It's the timer, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It really is. I don't cause... always do it, but mm-hmm. I try to be purposeful with it. So that's yeah. what this came from. And, and I've just started, like, you know, bookmarking things because Instagram mm-hmm. is a nice little bookmark. So most of these are always from Instagram. But I like going through mm-hmm. uh, these things after a week or two and just sort of debrief myself on what I thought about them at the time later. And if it has value later, then it has value beyond that. So that's where this comes from. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get started. Welcome back. Let's do it. <laughs> Glad to be here. It's been a while. Yeah, that was a cool series. It was really cool. It's weird when you first start something like that. You think, um, crap. <laughs> I got a lot of this. I got to do the whole thing. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff. And then it's over and you're like, man, that was that was a long time ago. And well, it, maybe we should do, we should plan one. Yeah. Pick another book. Yeah. I'm down. Whatever, let's do it. There's whatever a lot book of books. you pick next because I picked that one. Okay. I think I sent one to you about... You probably did. Oh, The Art of War. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I have not read that in a while, but that's got a lot of quotables. It really, <laughs> it's very quotable. Oh, man. Uh, there's a cool book on the bookshelf over there about uh, the art of war in business. Hmm. And I'm, I'm interested, it's like an old book. It's just over there on the bookshelf, hmm. and I was interested to, I kind of thumbed through it a little bit, and the couple of pages I saw looked really interesting. Um, more of a... I think a direct application to business, which, you know, most people read the art of war right. to reference stuff they're doing in their business. But I think that's more of a, hmm. or like, it's like group leadership or whatever. It's, it's I would like to see. I'd like to, right I'll thumb through it. All right. The first one here. Um, so. Are you showing it? Uh, yeah. If you want to try to see. Oh, yeah, I got it. You got it? Yep. Um, all right. So I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed this um, particularly. Uh, beginners training martial arts and stuff this idea that amateurs can kind of be overconfident but then the the you know the people who are masters not that you know mm-hmm. they've been doing it a long time they tend to be underconfident <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. they I think after a while you realize man there's a lot more to learn you know but maybe an amateur gets good at one little piece of it and mm-hmm. then like whatever so 
this guy, uh, Mark Manson, I, I usually wind up doing one or two of his because he's like pretty deep. But um, he calls it the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he calls it that, but <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll read it. It's the psychological tendency for amateurs to be overconfident and ex- experts to be underconfident. Mm-hmm. Newbies believe they've got it all figured out, while the weathered veterans understand nothing is really known for sure. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that funny how you become an expert, but that means that you understand that you don't know everything? I think that's the secret. That's the, that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the point. It's funny, isn't it? It's not just like, because the first time I read this, I was like, oh, well, inferiority complex, you know, not believing, well, believing that you're inadequate. Right. But this takes it a step further mm-hmm. that you, not that you think that, but you understand that. It's not that you think you're inadequate. No it's end. that you understand there's so much you don't know. Right. Right. And Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I actually like looking at it that way. Um, what's the term? Um, imposter syndrome is another thing that comes to mind. Where, yep. You know, you, you have skills and you have value, but you begin to kind of self-doubt yourself because of where you are in your journey. Mm-hmm. You realize, man, I don't really know anything. <laughs> there's just so much, and there's so many people that know so much more than me. It's like expert with humility. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just going to call it straight-up humility. Yeah. It's because that, that reminds me of the, you know, you have secondary black belt, not mm-hmm. male in order. Not what? Not male in order, black right. belt. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. No problem. Um, but there was a time you, the, I forget it was a few months ago, but you have your certificate in the office at the gym. Right. And you're like, Heather, like, you're like, I'm freaking proud of that, man. <laughs> I know some shit. I'm like, yes, yeah. you do, Gene. Right. But you have to remind yourself sometimes. Yeah, that you, you know, that you do know, but at the same time, you've never, ever, that I've known you, come off like you know, like you know, it's a <clears throat> never-ending journey. Yeah. So yeah, I I appreciate that. I think that's um, it's, so that when you're sort of first starting out mm. in your martial arts journey, um. Or you're on the outside looking in, right? Yeah. People think that black belt is the sort of the penultimate level. Mm-hmm. Like they think that's like it. Mm-hmm. I attained this thing and then I'm like ninja master samurai guy, right? But it is not. It's, it's really like in the world that I work in, mm. we consider it sort of like the first step. Like it means that you have an understanding of the basics and now you're ready to learn is really what it means. Right. And I, I believe if you look up the term Shodan in Japanese, that that is actually what it refers to. It's not number one. Hmm. It is like beginner almost. It's like the first step. It's kind of what it refers to, which I think is fascinating. I love that. That, um, you know, that's how it's looked at. Yeah. Not as the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly not the yeah. end. And I think if you <clears throat> if you are uh doing it for real, yeah. You'll as you get there you'll learn mm-hmm. that man, there's there's so much I don't know. Yeah. And you almost wind up feeling like you don't deserve it. You know? I think I think good ones, you know, you, you feel like, Man, I I 
I gotta work harder. I got. I have to learn more stuff. I don't really deserve this. Yeah. You know. And uh, I. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I think. And you warned me this before I even started um, studying martial arts, but once you, you know, you decide that I'm ready to learn more, mm-hmm. I learned that everything I learned before is not. <laughs> I need to redo it all because it's funny, isn't it? It really is, and. I'm going to bring up the, the paper I wrote about Bo because that that to me was the most <laughs> obvious <laughs> for me, you know, slinging this piece of wood around and whacking the crap out of myself, not on purpose. Right. <laughs> um, but learning that it changed everything I'd learned mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. It's very humbling. Yeah. And uh, in case you don't know what the hell we're talking about, um, Heather and I trained together uh, karate and traditional Japanese karate, and she's referring to the bow. The bow um, staff. The, mm-hmm. the staff. is a six-foot stick of wood that we learn how to use as a weapon yeah. in the traditional arts. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fascinating that every level you attain, you then have to go back and rework everything that came before. It's so funny because... Yes, and then I'm thinking like, oh, Jim was so nice to give me my yellow, like to award me my yellow because I didn't do any, you know. It's yeah. It's, it's kind of it's not what it's about, but right. Yeah. At the same time, like I, I feel like like I don't really know enough. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is uh, my son, my son Thomas, he's about to test for his black belt in the same, uh, the same school that I studied in, and we one of the requirements is we have to record all of. You have to record on video all of your all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to do your kata and your weapons and self defense and all this stuff. You have to demonstrate it. And I told him, you know, because he was like, man, he he did a few and he's like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to not be humble, but these look pretty good. You know, I feel good. I'm yeah. Sort of, I feel like I'm at the top of my game right now. I was like, yeah. You know what's funny is that if you keep going, in a couple of years, you're going to look back at these and you're going to go. I suck. These are horrible. Yeah. Like, I will look back at mine, the ones I did for my first degree, and I'm like, God, like, those are not good. <laughs> yeah. So, you you know, you have the same thing. You know, yeah. you're talking about that yellow belt where you're like, what the? F-? I know. know. <laughs> but that's the whole point. Yeah. Because if, you know, from day one, if, if you tried to, you just can't be at that level from mm-hmm. day one. It's just not possible. Yeah, I think in this quote, this Dunning-Kruger effect is, mm, yeah. you know, and I'm, I mentioned it in my paper, but for what I've learned is, like, martial arts, what we're studying is, like, it's so rooted in um, self-mastery and mastery mm-hmm. of technique and um, harnessing power and all that. Mm-hmm. All the details there. That... It also, at the same time, it harnesses the imperfections. Mm-hmm. For it's like a beautiful balance of everything, great, and yeah. I didn't realize that great, until I'm it? like, oh wow, like yep. mm-hmm. there's no such thing as being perfect. Like no, but there's always there is a thing of always being better, and that's exactly what this. Yeah, what I think you says. wrote. I don't remember exactly what you wrote, but you wrote something like, "The day I think I know everything, I, it's the day I don't know anything," or whatever. You wrote something like that. Yeah, which is true. 
in like he says here in a nutshell this is why social media is a raging dumpster fire for debate and discussion <laughs> i agree like i mm-hmm. i very rarely read the comments on stuff um that's rough that's a <laughs> it's rough to go down that too. I start and I, cause I see like a friend, I'm like, ooh, yeah, someone commented on it. I'm show like, you, I know. It'll be like the most asinine thing, and then Facebook will show you your friend's comment. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll, yep. it'll pop up, and you're just like, ooh, what is what does Sally have to say about this? Right. And, and then, then I'm like, you're like, oh, why did I click? <laughs> I can't be friends with you anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. So, you know, the, the people. I thought about this the other day, and it's mm. it's true. I think in most things, um, but it's very evident in like CrossFit and uh, health or whatever, and then martial arts too. Is that the people who really need to be in social media, showing us and teaching us and saying things? They're not in there. No, no. <laughs> they're not going to say anything. no. It's like everyone who's in there saying something <clears throat> are the absolute perfect people that you shouldn't be listening to. <laughs> that doesn't go for me though man i'm just kidding oh yeah because yeah. you're, you're perfect <laughs> I'm yeah i'm perfect yeah um it's just kind of funny though it is true like because it's I, I have this at the bottom of the list but it's i think it's applicable <laughs> to um to this quote as well but what that first person that thinks they know everything is fixed set fixed mindset versus growth mindset mm-hmm and they're very fixed. They think they know everything. Um, they don't. Because <laughs> uh, having that growth mindset also takes some humility. Like going back to like when we used to train people code. Yeah. If they came yeah. in with like, right. oh, I did some <laughs> online classes. I'm like, right. well, you're about to learn from someone who basically invented the internet. <laughs> so right. are you ready? Yeah. Can you listen? Right. Like. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Let's get into that. That's not necessarily a Instagram thing, but you put it in the list, and mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to dig into. Yeah, um, so that was a project you and I were involved in several years ago, mm-hmm. the, the Iron Yard, uh, what do you call it, Code Camp, mm-hmm. the, the quick. Code Boot Camp. Was it six months? Six months. Was it three months? Wait, six I don't know. It felt like 16 years, but whatever. I don't know. 16 weeks. <laughs> 16 weeks. Thank you. Wow. That's funny. Four months. Yeah. Plus like a month of like telling people how to build a resume. <laughs> yeah. And continuing. <laughs> and interview. Fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Define that for me. What does that mean to you? Um, To me, fixed mindset, uh, fear of maybe learning things that you don't yet know possibly Hmm. fixed mindset um maybe out of your comfort zone afraid to get out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. um and also i mean i think i don't have the data right in front of me but adults are you know have a much harder time learning a new language they have a much harder time uh changing their ways you know you hear you know much harder time of everything once you hit like 25 Mm -hmm. you know it takes Mm -hmm. 80 days to change a habit. I mean, we suck as adults to be adaptable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's true. we've been trained to, you know, not. Yep. And that's why I'm Stay in about, your nice, safe little corner. Right. As we're growth mindset is, you know, you, you're adaptable. Yeah. 
you can learn. You're open to learning. Mm-hmm. Maybe it might be hard for you, but you're still open to it. You're going to push right. yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all this. Whether things. it's a new language or... Your husband taught me about growth mindset hmm. in a way that I'd never thought about it before. He um, has that way. Yeah. He... Um, so we were... What were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, because we owned a gym together and um, we were talking about like there was a gym moving not too far from us or something like that. And, and I was immediately thinking like, shit, I don't, you know, I don't want another gym to move. Competition. Competition to move in. And, and, and he was like, no, man, I wish a gym would move right next door. It's a good thing. Yeah. And he was like that way when someone drives down the street to go join a gym, they're not thinking, do I join this gym or do I not join a gym? They're thinking, which gym do I join? Which is a... A yeah. step further than where they were yeah, before. Yeah, and he's like, right. that's even farther down the road of getting someone to sign up, and that's better for everyone. And right. I was like, man, you know. <sighs> yeah, it kind of blew my <laughs> mind, mind a little bit because I wasn't, you know, yeah. it was me against the world. Yeah. And he was like, that's not how it works. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if he's right, but I think it's a really I, good way of looking at it. It's like having two coffee shops. Right. You're not thinking, do I want coffee or do I not want coffee? You're thinking, which one do I like better? And then I'll probably go to the next one next. One, yeah, it's... It, it's Definitely. so true. And you're past the point of people deciding whether they're going to work out or not. Mm-hmm. They just decide which one we're going to go to, which is good. Right. And that's which half, is your, half, half the your battle. workload is right. done. Exactly. That's half yeah. the battle. And uh, I tried it ever <laughs> since. That was, that was about a year ago. And I've tried to apply that to like how I think about things mm-hmm. since then, you know, outside of the realm of, you know, businesses opening next door and stuff. Right. Um, you know, it, but it, it even yeah. applies even to this business, this co-work that we're in. Uh, one, of, one of the businesses I co-own is a co-work. And um, there's recently been two of them that's opened mm-hmm. in the same little region here, same city. And, you know, for me, it was like I saw it and I was like, well, you know, they're a lot more corporate, this one. You know, this mm-hmm. one's not quite as close, but we've been here for six years and, you know, Maybe maybe they'll spend a lot. I was thinking maybe they'll spend a lot of money on advertising and stop this. Stop us having to invest so much into teaching people what, what co-working is. What is co-work is. is right? Yeah. So they'll do that yeah. part, and then they'll just go. Oh well, these guys look a little more. They've been around. Like long. they've been around. Mm-hmm. They, they're you know independent, and that's what I want to do. You know, as opposed to the yeah. big corporate one. And I was like, I think we win. You know, at the end of the day, with that, it kind of reminds me of. I'm gonna change it a little bit, but. When you right, go to business. a city, like when you go to like a Charlotte or mm-hmm. a Nashville or not only Charleston, so kind of different. But when you have a different array of restaurants, eth- mm-hmm. ethnic restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like in Columbia, we have like two Indian restaurants. Yeah. That's literally it. Right. So you go to Charlotte because they have literally everything you could possibly mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. So you go to Charlotte. Yeah, so you don't stay where you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not quite exactly, but... No, it makes sense. I mean... Oh. I'm see, oh. Sorry, I'm still a little... <laughs> I'm still a little weird. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, all right. Whew. I like that one. Um, changing gears a little bit. Uh, the next one here. Uh, from, a, from a guy I've followed for a long time, Tony Blower. He's a fellow martial art teacher it a hell of a lot longer than I have, but um, mm-hmm. this uh, key docet dissit, I think how you say it, Latin for who teaches learns. K, K docet. K docet, yeah, I don't speak Latin, but 
Um, he says, uh, my students compel me to be better every day. It's my students who, simply because of their desire to learn, to train, compel me to train harder and to continue the research and development. If it weren't for the students, I couldn't do what I do. The interdependence of this means I am also the student in this journey. Mm. Thank you for your trust and passion. And I couldn't help but... Man. Maybe it's because I'm teaching That's more uh, lately than I have before. But I used to think... Maybe it's the difference between fixed and growth mindset. I don't know. But I used to think that like those who can't do teach... <laughs> I kind of ha- I kind of have that feeling, you know. I was like, "Oh, you know, you're teaching this stuff cuz you can't do it anymore." <laughs> like, you know, this concept that a coach hmm. shouldn't coach unless he can literally play the sport. Right. I know a lot of people have that mindset. We've talked about that before. I talked about my college volleyball coach. We won a state championship. He was like a 5 foot 3 football player mediocre football player right but does that mean he doesn't know anything about volleyball he kind of crushed it okay yeah well, there <laughs> I mean, you go yeah i mean right? it's i think it, i mean this is from your perspective and i i mean i coach fitness classes mm-hmm. right i do that um but it kind of it just shows like it goes both ways because one thing that what I love about martial arts in my practice so far is that it's kind of a relief that it's not just up to me. To me, right? Yeah. I mean, I do the work. I put yeah. in the time. Yeah, you are trying to master yourself. Correct. Right. But it's also it goes both ways. You're being led by. But a I'm teacher. being led, yeah. which I'm like, this is great because <laughs> well, yeah. I'm kind of right? control freak in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. my job is like very like I have to be like on it, mm-hmm. like up here like control everything and like what all the other projects i'm working outside of the business and everything you have to be completely well control all of it but this is like a part of my life i'm just like oh it's kind of nice it's not stress yeah you know it shouldn't be it's kind (laughs) of it's it's nice yeah i think so too but this 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 idea that mm -hmm. um in it you know, I, man, Jesus, like two years ago, I would never have even thought this would be part of my path as yeah. a martial artist. I've always considered myself a martial artist, even when I was a little kid. Like I always wanted to do this. You know, I didn't I didn't get to the level of black belt until mm-hmm. I was an adult. Yeah. Um, just because of mm-hmm. circumstances or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was just something I fell back into and, you know, really dug and, and did and never considered like ever was ever even on my radar was teaching when did you what struck for you because you were going through your black belt mm-hmm. and you were coaching classes with me yep crossfit classes yep. and you were great at it you made people feel good about them like i could tell you were you know mm-hmm. you're gonna be a good coach well thanks and you are <laughs> yeah, you're a great you. coach thank you crossfit coach and yep in martial arts but what was like what was your moment you're like i want to teach people yeah, I don't Marsh know arts. if I had like an epiphany moment, but I've always wanted to help. I've always liked helping, mm-hmm. like helping people. Um, so I think that's where producing conferences came from, mm-hmm. was w- this desire to connect to a community and yeah. then affect change in that community. Um, I think that's where it came from. And then like fitness has always 
I don't want to say always because it hasn't always, but for a long time now, going on 10 years or so, it's been a big part of my life in terms of what I enjoy and, and you know where I see that my community comes from now and it sort of fuels me <clears throat> in this sort of see the same results, you know, mm-hmm. doing that was kind of like bringing two worlds together yeah. to do the same sort of thing. And then the martial arts is, you know, above everything is what I love the most, so... It was like, oh, I can do all this stuff. <laughs> you know, it all ties together. Yeah, and it kind of ties together. And yeah. then, um, you know, the reality of actually, oh, wow, I could actually teach someone. I, I don't suck at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you you know, you just do it, and then you becomes part of your identity, I guess. But now it's absolutely a part of my path. I am learning through teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really dig that. I really like the 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 parts I can pull out of it um, in terms of teaching and then, you know, for my own selfishness, you know. Um, it's like Mark Devine says, master yourself, serve others. But by you, you know doing I mean? that, it it's, helps who you're teaching. Exactly. Right? It all feeds back into mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a ongoing, I don't know, mm-hmm. snowball yep. is how I see it. Yep. You help me while I'm feeds helping back. you. It's incredible. It is. Um I don't know that I don't know of many other things in the universe that mm-hmm. that happens in. You know, I see. I mean, mentorship, right? And things, you know. But I've had mentors having children, come. definitely. You know, having like yeah. I have my sons, and I've yeah. sort of you know raised them and mentored them, and you know, mm-hmm. it's very much similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I see that relationship. What I think with some of the top CrossFit athletes and their coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a sense it's kind of like they have that, they have that relationship. Um, But I don't know. That's an interesting point. I'm going to find that in a minute. I'm I'm not a top CrossFit athlete, so I don't really know. But Um, that's what I see from the outside as far as. Have you seen uh, Tia Clarchimi's moving to do bobsled? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Brooke take a Wells is going to be... talk a bit about okay. CrossFit. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, Brooke, yeah. Brooke Wells is going to yep. uh, train with um, Shane Orr, mm-hmm. I think is his name. His wife, Tia Claire Toomey's mm-hmm. uh, coach. Yeah. That's interesting. That's I'll find that. the post and put it in here to make this a Instagrammy thing. But um, yeah. I found that interesting. I saw that through something, and the comments really blew me away. Again, here I go reading the comments, but... <laughs> Overwhelmingly, it was like, how is that possible? How is Shane going to coach his wife and her? And they compete. And it's like, it, it amazed me how many people do not understand coaching. Yeah. They, they can't see it from the coach's perspective. Um, mm-hmm. It even goes back to, you know, Tony Blower's post here. It's very similar. But I don't know. What do you make of that? Do you think it's possible? You're shaking your head. I mean, apparently you think it's possible. (laughs) Well, it goes back again. Like I mentioned, I think about the sports I participated in. And volleyball was a very team sport. So I played throughout my entire college career. Mm -hmm. And it was never like, it was a team. Your team is six. You have one person who can't touch a ball. That's not going to work out well. So right, so it was very much team. So this is, CrossFit's very individualized. 
in a way and i remember when i ran track like i would get so nervous i'd like pee my pants yeah. uh, <laughs> like i told you that before but i don't see i guess i i've asked you this about i'm kind of rambling right now but i actually at one point i'm like do you see like like competition in karate like with the people that you teach because i asked you that because i the people that i teach yeah because i kind of had a vibe my students mm-hmm, like four months yeah there was some yeah there's always competition tension there mm-hmm. the, people compete for different things yeah it's not it's not just it's not just the karate practice it's also um you know coaching people um in the gym too in crossfit and, mm-hmm. um, i see it in the other the dojo where i've trained i mean I, I do see it um yeah usually it's competition for attention Mm. Is usually what it comes down to, in my opinion. I mean, what I don't know. What have you seen? What do, what's yes. your take on it? Yes. You just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's comp- It's attention. It's not yeah. like even to be like the best. You know, and that's where I'm like. That's where my like I turn on. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the best I possibly can at this. So what? Where does that? What is that for you? You're you're definitely a competitive athlete. I will say that. Yeah. But you have been a collegiate, was mm-hmm. that D1? D2. D2 competitive athlete. Yeah. I mean, it's in your blood. I mean, you did that for four years. I mean, you, and probably before. I mean, you yeah. can't just, that's who you are. It wasn't, right? it, yeah, it, um, how do I put this? It wasn't for my coach. Right. Like, it wasn't, Yeah. of course it was for him, but like, it was for my teammates and it was for mm-hmm. for me to be the best I could be. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I would not let my team down. Right. It was simple as that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like for my coach to praise me, although right. that'd be nice because he yelled at me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> he's like, quit moving so goddamn slow, Bauer. <laughs> and I was pretty damn fast. Mm-hmm. Um clearly not as fast as some of the other girls but um it was not like to get his praise it, it, right i didn't need that but to not to be a better teammate i don't know because i feel like if i'm doing the best i can those around me want to do the same so i want to lead by example right it's how i do things like when i come in and you know we do a long hero wad and i start yelling because i'm pumped up and people are like, oh, my God, is she okay? And you're like, she's fine. She's just getting really excited. <laughs> she's getting really excited. But I hope that my getting pumped up and wanting to crush whatever will get someone else pumped up too. In a growth mindset-oriented individual, it should. And I, not to bring this full circle, no, that's so, but I really so true. do, I yeah, really do yeah. think it's a difference between huh. – um, having that fixed mindset and that growth mindset, because if you're if you're there, and this is what I see, yeah. If you're there, and you are competing for my attention as a coach, mm-hmm. you think that I only have so much attention to right. give, right? It's just like a kid, like you know, mm-hmm. you've got the traditional oldest kid gets a lot of the attention, the middle mm-hmm. kid is sort of in the middle, and the youngest gets ignored, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, mm. that's sort of the the tale, but you know. But if you are truly there for uh, yourself to master mm-hmm. yourself, I think you you probably have that growth mindset where you know there's enough to go around. You, you're not just there, you know, 
oh, coach didn't give me a high five today, you know, this sucks. You know, it's not about that for you. It's about what you accomplish yourself, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I see. And I think that's probably the biggest difference in people. That's a good point. And I also, you know, it's part of my job as a coach or as a teacher to help you understand the difference between having that fixed mindset and that growth mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also one of the beautiful things about uh, martial arts, about karate in particular, what we do is that you train together, right? You test together a lot of times. Yep. But ultimately, you're on your own. Oh, yeah. And I love that about it. Yeah. That it's sort of a community until it's time to perform Mm -hmm. and then it's on you. (laughs) But at the same time. But it was because of that community that you're able to do that. And and even in the test, if if you you had the test, you tested with three people or two people. I don't know. It's three of you, I think. You also pull energy from the others Mm -hmm. and it it becomes a team thing. Yep. But it's still not. You know what I mean? I can't get in Evan's head and help him wait for you to say, I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. You're rooting for him. Right. Yeah. But it's, I love that part of it. And I loved being in that Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, So I've had my own situations with people I've tested with. Um, Yeah. And it's also interesting that you bring that up. Uh, Me and my, my sensei, my teacher, we literally just had this conversation last week about, and it was just like an offhand comment, but it makes me remember it. We were like, man, it's really hard to like, be there for everyone mm-hmm. like as the as the coach the teacher or the sensei or whatever because you know I spend some time with this person and I feel like oh shit I'm not you know this person needs me but I don't have time for them or you know oh, I message this person too many times you know what about this person they're gonna be like well you're messaging this person too much you know mm-hmm. and it goes through your head as a coach you know? yeah um how to balance like your kids it, it gets that way but you you know you have to balance it um I moved the quote up to the top. It's fascinating. Because you had it at the bottom by Samurai Wisdom. Oh, you like that? It kind of fits in, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To what we're talking about because it all ties into having growth mindset. It ties into um, continual growth. Yeah. And goes back to the very first thing we talked about was – once you understand that you don't, you never know everything, mm-hmm. and that today will lead to to what you know. Well, the quote is: "The purpose of today's training is to defeat yesterday's understanding." Yeah, Miyamoto Masashi. It's good stuff. It's weird that I know who that was. I, I love that one. It's um, good. This one gets bastardized a lot. There's a lot of different ways that this is said. I believe this is actually from um, the Book of Five Rings and the way he wrote it. Um, Mm. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, it's all about, like, you know, mastering yourself beyond where you are right now. Yeah. But not worrying about mastering yourself so, you know, you will will be where you – well, you will – you I can't even speak. (laughs) So that you will be where you will be five years from now Mm because that's impossible. Like Mm -hmm. the whole, like, you know – you know, how do you climb a mountain, you know, one step at a time or whatever. I was going to say, this is, like, 1% better every day. Like – it is. Even if it's, even if you do, we talk about this so many times, but even if you're not feeling great, like you're not, you're not on, mm-hmm. if you will, um, if you go in there and do your best every day, you're going to be better tomorrow that's because the way of that. It works. And that's, that's the way it works. Way it works regardless way it works. of what yeah. you're, you know. Yep. You have to work hard. Yeah. Um, and every day. 
so part of that uh, this is a nice segue into this next one part of that uh, is this next thing um, I don't even remember who the heck this is from just one random thing so it's about defeats being part of growth so it's a Maya Angelou quote that's why I don't remember who it's from mm-hmm. but it's a great quote you may encounter many defeats but you must not be defeated in fact it may be necessary to encounter the, the defeats so you can know who you are what you can rise from how you can still come out of it hmm. I, of course my angel is Man, that's good. a damn genius but um, yeah that's good I think Man, it, it all kind of comes back to that fixed versus growth. But I think that a lot of people are scared to make an attempt at something because they don't want to fail. So they sort of like self-sabotage hmm. or put up reasons why they can't do it or whatever it is because they just don't want to, you know, if I'm taking a shot at something, 50-50, I might win, I might lose. They don't want to lose, so then they won't even try, so therefore they remove the risk of losing. It's cop out. Yeah. Like it's, this just reminds me of my campaign. (laughs) You know, I ran for office this year and I had no idea what was going to come out of it, but, um, but I went into it being like, I'm going to give it all I got and man, I learned a lot. So it's, it's. I've done other crazy crap that, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that one, though... I'm just do it. ...is it's not physical. No. Not physical. Right? From, from a person well, who's... Uh, I mean, other it was than, exhausting, but... Yeah, other than the grind of just working all right. the time. But I mean, like, yeah. from a person who's an athlete, mm-hmm. right, who everything is, you know, physical output, performance, that definitely wasn't. But... Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe but think I don't about it. If you're four hours into a test, a rank test, mm-hmm. and you, oh, you yeah. have, then you have to do basics. A lot of the lessons are the same. It's mental. Yep. It's all mental. And it, it's like yep. we talked yes. about last week, I think, um, like Navy SEALs training, you know, going on a run. They don't know if they have to run another 10 yeah, feet right, right. or 10 miles. Right. It's about just continuing to go, and that's mental. Yeah. You know, it's more mental than anything. That's an interesting test. So, you know, if you can wake up every day and be like, no, I do have value. I have important things to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I can make change. Mm-hmm. Then it just takes every day, you know, getting knocked down and getting back up again. I don't think people realize. I don't think the people that I coach and that I teach realize how much respect I have for them for trying. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you coach, you know, yeah. it's one of the, someone's trying to do something and they're not doing it quite right. And they like apologize. You know what I mean? Man. <laughs> and it's like, why are you apologizing? Like, man, like 99.8% of the population isn't even trying to do the thing you're doing right now. I just put down, I'm sorry. That's a whole other podcast. That yeah. actually, we should talk, have that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Talk about it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a I, thing. Like yeah, it's it is. it's okay to not be perfect. Like I don't know everything. I can't do a lot of things in CrossFit. Yeah. Holy shit. So many things. Like Yeah, most of the things. It's like roll out my list of shit I can't do. Yeah. I know, you know, know, and that's okay. And then what are you gonna do about it? Not ever do it again? Yeah. I mean that's like yeah. the opposite of the direction you should go in. Right. It's defeat. 
And that's what they mean. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you're going to learn from the things that you aren't good at. Yeah. If you try to get good at them. <laughs> and I think maybe that's what you're experiencing in Man. martial arts a lot. You're Maybe it's what's drawing you towards it more than anything else. You know, it's that. I'm never going to know you everything. Keep bashing your head against that wall. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's. Yeah. Finally overcoming that, it feels really good. It really does. <laughs> You're like, I nailed yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, especially like like trusting yourself. Like one mm-hmm. thing you say repeatedly in the middle of like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? You're like, just do it. Just keep doing it. Like I did bow two in my kitchen <laughs> yesterday because I've been kind of under the weather. So I was just like going through the motions in my, mm-hmm. and I stopped. I can't look back at Gene. <laughs> I can't look back at Gene. You're on your own. There. I just look at my dog, and they're like, "I don't, I don't fucking know." know. Don't hit me with that stick, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even have a stick. I was just like, doing, <laughs> doing my it hands. in the air. But um, it's like to trust yourself, and then you're gonna you're gonna skirt up mm-hmm. many times. But that's not the point of again. That's not the point of martial arts. And what I've like, what I've loved to learn about it is like. Again, as much as it is about winning, the whole point is to right. lose and to yeah. learn from it. It's putting yourself in that situation over and over and over. It's like a bo- it's a boiler. Like the you have a quote you use it, but tepid state. <laughs> what is it called? You'll have to know that one eventually. I know. <laughs> Karate is like boiling Blood water. water without heat. It returns to its to tepid, tepid state. state. That's it. But it's ex- one of my favorites. It goes in hand in hand with us because if you don't push yourself outside the comfort zone mm-hmm. you're never going to get better that's right you got to have pressure physically and mentally mm-hmm. that's it and that's how it works that's how it works man yeah and maybe some are just naturally just i think a lot of it well for me at least like being raised in a certain environment like mm-hmm. i didn't have a choice right to just suck it up Had and to make shit happen <laughs> either i didn't or i did Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a back against the wall. Mm-hmm. So I think for those, it comes. They say that a lot about, um, I mean, Coach Devine says that a lot about uh, when, because, you know, he, he literally started his business helping people get ready to go through the Navy SEAL training. And he says a lot of the people who fail the toughest part, mm-hmm. the the hell week or whatever, but or the super tough physical training mm-hmm. people who fail that the most are like the stud athletes or the you know really super smart people because they just mm-hmm. don't have that whatever grit. that is yeah it's a grit man but it's always like the undersized farmer kid or you know the guy who comes from uh you know this bad neighborhood who's just yeah. had to figure shit out his whole life those are the ones that do the best you know, um, and it's it's interesting. That's why I love Cinderella stories. <laughs> Nothing like a good like move, uh, sports movie yeah. Cinderella story yeah. of like gritty teams scrapping together, mm-hmm. and you know that's been like most of my life. You know, is like just scrapping, just scrapping it, man. Figuring shit out, figuring it out. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm gonna figure it. I'm gonna figure, right. figure it out. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, all right. So, so fail. Fail a lot. Fail. Then keep so, going. Yeah, fail forward. That's what Coach Devine teaches you. Because most of the time, you know, people haven't even tried. Yeah. That's the thing. 
I think we like we most people don't even the, start. The bar is so low. It really is for you to be successful in this world. The bar is so low. People don't even understand how low it actually is. Mm-hmm. Literally, all you have to do yes. is show up. Yep, and try. And you don't even have to yep. succeed. Just show up and try. And it's like yeah. holy crap. And like, getting back can't to even figure out how to do that. I know. Well, I think it goes back to you know the initial start of this this podcast is you know social media and the comment section and um it's all a facade yeah social media is fake as shit and most people are so yeah yeah, yeah. you know i know <laughs> i mean some people could be going through like the darkest moments of their lives and mm-hmm. you know you know it just don't worry about other people. <laughs> That's my only, I don't know if you want my advice, but I'm like, just do it. That's good it, advice. It doesn't matter. Just show up and try your best. Yep. You'll win. Yep. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And keep every day. Got to do it every day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that um, let's wrap that one up. Any closing thoughts? Man. Yeah, you can go forever. It goes by so fast. You can go, you go forever it, on these things. How is it only? It's crazy, right? It really is crazy. Um, so any closing thoughts other than holy crap? No. <laughs> Holy crap. Time goes really fast. Pick yourself up day at a time. If you do that, you'll go further than 99% of people. Agreed. I like it. <laughs>